Although we've come <coughs> to, to the end of Riverboat, <laughs> still I can't let you go. Fourth on fourth and one, <laughs> maybe on fourth and two, <laughs> maybe on fourth and two. Hey, y'all, I got a couple questions for y'all. Rodney, what's up? If you've only won four games all year, and two of those games came against me. What does that make me? Don't worry about it. Don't worry. I got another question for you. If you scored a season high 40 points against me today, again, what does that make me? If you scored a, if you have a season high <laughs> in rushing yards against me all season, what does that make? If you have not You're had my a female dog, if you have not had a rushing touchdown in almost two seasons, and you score one finally against me, what does that make me? In the words of uh, the great West Coast rapper from Oakland, too short. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more question. I got one more question. What's up, man? If I'm a quarterback and I continuously throw the ball at my receiver. But he can't catch it because there are three other defenders around him. What am I like? What's wrong? What's going on with me? You're mentally incompetent. Mentally incompetent. Wow. So as a head coach, how do I fix this mental incompetence? So if I'm a head coach and it wasn't my job, I wouldn't really care. (laughs) If I was an interim guy, I wouldn't really care because I'm going anyways. Look. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Under Construction. Hey, y'all. I'm Vince, the realtor. To my left is Rodney Richardson, a.k.a. Y Pops. To my right is Jamal. We're probably going to go with sad black fan Darby again today. Perturbed, angry. Depressed. And off camera, we have our production manager, Mr. Uh, Tyrone Kaiser Kirk. Say what's up, Kirk. What's good, y'all? I am not related to the baby. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're going to try and give you a quality episode today. But unless you missed the game, uh, Carolina took another loss, moving themselves to five and eight, I think. Five and eight this year Uh, after taking a 20 to four woodshed slack into the now four and nine Atlanta Hawks. So you want to hear something interesting? We won't have back-to-back winning seasons for at least another two years. At least another two years. <laughs> Minimum another two years. Can I, can I tell y'all something? What's, What's up? up? Y'all are not helping with me right now, man. Hey, man, sometimes you got to pour everything out. So what we're going to do, we, we actually got a lot to talk about today. A you know, co- coach got fired. Um, some, some some personnel got moved around. You know, there's some trade rumors going on. So let's let's try and pick our spirits up and let's let's try and get the people what they let's want. Let's go! Right? Let's go! So for, first and, <laughs> first and foremost, Carolina Savior, Mr. Uh, Cal Allen, uh, 28-41. 293 yards, uh, touchdown, two interceptions, two fumbles, one lost fumble, finished with the uh, QBR of 76 today. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 11 rushes, 53 yards, 11, rece- 11 receptions for 82 yards. DJ Moore actually had another good game today, but he only had four catches for 81 yards. Um, Eric Reed led the team in tackles again. again. He led the team this in tackles. This is not a good thing, people. He tied with Luke today. He, we'll give him that. He tied with Luke. But it's still the, bad that he was amongst the leader. And leader. guys, go. Go. Why is Kyle Allen passing the ball 41 times? Why is Chris McCaffrey only running the ball 11 times? 
Why is uh, Mr. Greer not playing at all? Why are we giving almost 170 yards rushing? Oh. Why is Luke Keekley even pay, playing past the second quarter? Why are any of the premier players p- playing past second quarter? Why did the starters even play today? Why are we doing this? <laughs> it, fe- it feels good. Why is Atlanta <laughs> why, didn't they, why didn't they switch to New Orleans? <laughs> 49ers, 49ers at like, halftime. Half <laughs> I, I, look. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I, I, Rodney, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. you made some very, very good points on on why Ron Rivera should not have kept his job, and I mostly agree with all those points. Let me say, let me let me confess to y'all that I have changed my tune a little bit in the last, I don't know, week or so. Last week on this show, I questioned whether or not this team is less talented than we think they are. Now, I don't want to overreact because we have a one-game sample after Ron Rivera has left the building. So I don't want to overreact and say, look, I told you guys it was the players. I don't want to say that. But at the same time, I'm thinking more and more and more and more, like maybe these guys that we have on this roster are just not as good as we would like them to be. True. I have alluded to the effect that Kwan Short's injury has has been way bigger than anybody has made it. We see these gashing holes. Uh, if I see one more team ranked twenty fifth or below, gaining almost damn two hundred yards against the Panthers, I don't know what I'm going to do. Interim coach can't fix that. Nope. Ron Rivera couldn't fix that. Nope. Eric Washington couldn't fix that. Nope. Again, guys, somebody please give me a logical argument explanation as to why you think the w- that we have the talent to actually win a division, let alone be in the playoffs. Because the people on the radio and the Panthers fans are so so blind that any move that we made would, would, would be assumed to be a great move. Me and Vince called it this offseason. We're not going to make the playoffs. And I, I, I hate to be vindicated, but we're right. Yeah, yeah. Did, Hold on. To so, be so, fair, though, that prediction wasn't looking so good five, six ago. games into the season. There's 16 games you know, into the season. You know, even still, even still, because when Kyle Allen came and he went on that four-game winning streak, I was still saying we wouldn't make the playoffs and Roddy co-signed because the rest of the NFC was, was looking so, so great. The NFC West true. at one Yeah, we did say. Yeah, the NFC West at one point was looking like they may send three teams to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, side note. Remember I said that the, uh, the Rams won't make the, the playoffs either. Negro Nobles. And, and <laughs> the Saints, at a minimum, have had at least a two-game lead on this the, the entire season. season. Right. And I think it was the game where they lost to the Bucks. Uh, we had a chance to 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 close, close that, gap. that gap, and I can't remember who we played, but it was a team that we should have beat, and we ended up losing that game. All right, something that's been on my mind today. For for some reason, um, the the Amazon Prime special has been resurfacing on social media lately, and there's this clip of Ron Rivera basically getting in the Panther uh, the Panthers players' asses at halftime. And I look at that, and that's kind of a microcosm of what I've been thinking the last couple of weeks. We've said a lot about these players not winning their one-on-one battles. We've seen it the last six or seven weeks, man. So the more and more I think about Ron Revere's firing, I'm just like, eh. 
I understand things are getting stale. I understand Tepper's need to not feed into mediocrity. I get that. But at the same time, I, I'm second guessing just a little bit. Now, I'm not saying I totally disagree with the firing. Please don't take it that way. But at the same time, man, I just don't know if I put all the Panthers' failures on Ron Rivera, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm changing think, my tune a little bit I, on that, I don't man. think there's anything Rivera could have done to keep his job. Panthers could have gone undefeated and won the Super Bowl. I think Tepper wanted his, his guys. guys. No, 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 no. I don't believe that because believe because that. if you look at if you look at I the think little, Tepper wanted his guys. Yeah, if you, his interview said, I want to put my stamp on the organization. No, 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 no. Marty he no no he didn't say he wanted to put his stamp on the organization. He said he wanted to wait before he made that first football. Move. However, however, he might have said I wanted to wait, but it, and but in the back of his mind, he's like, let okay. y'all slip up and well, not I mean, make we've the playoffs. We've been hearing rumors about Mike Tomlin for weeks now. But where, where's the logic if if Ron Rivera is winning? Where's the logic in getting rid of him? No, no where's the logic? In listen, because I, I I'll tell you why. If Ron Rivera wins, that's not. Tepper winning. That's the previous regime. That's that's Herney. That's, that's Richardson. Herney and Richardson. That's and yeah. Because, I mean, we do it all the time with with Gettleman and Herney. Well, that's not that wasn't really Herney's team. That wasn't really Gettleman's team. The same thing would have been said of Tepper and Tepper being coming from Pittsburgh, being a competitive guy. He wants when the Panthers become successful, he wants people to say, "Wow, Man, look at how look Tepper, at what Tepper the did." I don't. I, I can't I, rock I, with that. I don't. I don't see uh, a G. A win is a win. He, he yeah, wants exactly. To win. He wants to it, look. Look, it's, 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 if we win a Super, if we won a Super Bowl this year, it's still credited as David Tepper being the owner. Yeah. Ultimately, but it doesn't mean anything. Anybody can be the it owner. Means everything to him. <laughs> I, 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 that's exactly my point. It means oh. everything to him. If if, to, Tep, if if that was a case with Tepper. I genuinely believe he makes some of these moves as soon as he comes in because if you look Especially at after last year. if you look at the interview that he did he said he there, there's two parts to running a football franchise the business side and the football side and he said when I came in I wanted to make an immediate impact on the business side and he has made an impact on the business in side a big way when, in a big when way. it comes to him being here in the city but he said he didn't want to be too brash he wanted to wait and and fill things out before but no 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 owner is going to come in in week one, fire the most successful coach in franchise history. He's not, of course he's not going to do that. Now Mediocre he's players. He, now well, he's, the bar isn't exactly too high. But this is Carolina we're talking. This about. is that's true. But uh, hey, there's only one stat that, that matters: the <laughs> W, right? So the thing is, it would have been remiss for him to do that. Now he's got plausible deniability. Well, Ron Rivera wasn't getting the job done, so now is the time. To enact my plan. That's my point. He hasn't gotten a job done three the past four years. Yeah, but that goes you back. Can't give him a pass. Look, look, you might not want to give no, him a pass. I'm not giving him a pass. I, I, I I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying, Tepper. Nice this, this, this was all. This was just Tepper was just delaying the inevitable. He's always wanted to bring his guy. Now we see with the reports that's coming out, it's not just Ron. He's looking at replacing. Herney's probably gone. He wants to bring in those Pittsburgh guys. He's he knows. Here's what I want my football franchise to look like. See, I, I don't. I'm, I'm I'm kind of unclear about the Herney thing. I he, think we all are. He, he he gave him credit for being like an excellent college scout. The first round pick, he can make it for me every time. Right. But but the problem is like he allowed Temper allowed Herney to sign uh, Shaq to that big extension. And if he, if he's about to leave, I don't let. My my old my, GM right. 
Signed, I think it's a deal. position change because correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the Panthers hire an analytics uh, director this season? I think they might have. So I think they did. it wouldn't surprise me. You know, Herney is not an analytics guy. He's an old school scout kind of guy. Right. So there's some value to having him on the team. But Tepper has made it clear he wants the franchise we, to be analytics run we, like, which like we, a lot of we, we actually heard that on the broadcast today about how the Panthers may be turning the corner and becoming more of an analytics driven type of team I, I I hate analytics personally but if they believe that's going to be the future of the franchise then go for it we'll it, see what it, happens analytics has, has its place it, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, needs yeah. to be mixed with that eye test too right if, with, if with football properly, guys if you use it properly it, 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 in, in its context it works so speaking of eye test today obviously was the first game that Carolina my played eyes are sore without, they're bleeding without my eyes are bleeding so give me your guys' thoughts if you guys have any on the interim head coach uh, Perry uh, <laughs> Give me his last name, y'all. Fuel. Fuel, yeah. Give, give, give me your thoughts on him. I wanted to gouge my eyes out today watching that trash because if we're, it's unfair to even even assess uh, uh, the job he did today. It's the same Jimmys and the same Joes out there, and it was ultimately the same result. We got nothing different than what we have gotten the last five or six weeks, man. So I can't even make a proper judgment or assessment on Perry Fuel because. What was different today? So if you can't, well, Rodney, you go before I ask a question. Um, I root for you, Perry. From, from <laughs> but but you'll be a coordinator next year somewhere. You'll be a coordinator somewhere. You're behind the eight ball. You know this ain't your job. Uh, I wish you all the best. So, right. so so because of the current makeup of the team that we have right now, and nobody who's there obviously can 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 make sugar out of this shit. No, no. Do you keep him going into next year to give him a, a fair, legitimate shot? Um, no, no. And the thing is, it might not even be fair. But, I mean, fair is something you find with pigs at it. It's, it don't matter if it's fair or not. <laughs> he he won't be here. And we it's pretty clear Tepper is going gonna, is gonna to make some major a, a major overhaul this offseason. So, it's much needed. It's much needed. So, with that being said, do you guys have in mind any head coaches that you're looking at? Oh, you don't say. <laughs> you don't, so we're gonna um, let Rodney take this one because he was pretty anxious about this. So, part I, of the- so I wrote down three of three of the three options that that, that, that okay. came in my mind. Uh, the first one is Eric Bieniemy. Okay, he is the offensive wow. coordinator for Kansas City. Uh, I, I'm intrigued by by coaches that come from the Andy Reid tree. Uh, they, they they can be innovative offensively. Uh, Tempered has mentioned that he would like to go with a more offensive minded coach. Which me and Vince agree with that yep. we need to do. Yep. We need to change things up. Uh, the second guy is Greg Roman from the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, the offensive coordinator. Uh, you see what he's doing with Lamar Jackson. He's shaking things up, and analytics is part of his game. And the third guy, it pains me to say this, but this guy turns around programs. He turns around programs. Say it, man. Jim I'm Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. He Look, he was 44-19. and 19. A 695 win percentage in the NFL. He's winning 72% of his game in Mich- in, at Michigan. I mean, they, they can't beat Ohio State, but he's a damn good coach, man. It's, it's, it's only going to be for a short time. Now, no, look, real- Jim, Jim Harbaugh is the Larry Brown of the NFL, dog. <laughs> Without the title. Without the title. Now, real quick, real quick. When, when, when Harbaugh was in San Fran, who was his quarterback? Okay, cool, cool. cool. Hold on, hold on, Alex Smith. (laughs) It was Alex Smith, but he saw something. He knew, hey, I can use what Kaepernick does well, 
and we can ride this train until the wheels fall off. Question. And wasn't, wasn't Greg Roman his offensive coordinator too? Oh, he wow. Was, yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Also, okay. Greg Roman was an assistant coach with who? Roman Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. 1995, 2001. He was. He was. Which is interesting because there was only two coaches on my list, and they were and they were Jim Harbaugh and Greg <laughs> Roman. I swear to God, those are the only two coaches I, I, I had in mind, man. Of course, we know they're not going to pick any of those coaches. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Of course not. Of course not. Now, now, again, Rodney said it earlier. I'm all about – I think we need offense. Now, have we ever had an offensive-minded head coaching? We have. George Seifert, and we see how that turned out. Yeah. That was pretty bad. However, to, to add some context to that, George Seifert, you have to understand, he came from, well, you want to talk about the diamonds of the diamonds in the San Francisco 49ers in the late 90s, mid-90s. You couldn't tell him anything. And I and, and listen, I'm this commentary is actually coming from a player that I've heard speak about George Seifert. The game passed him by. The game passed him by, but you couldn't tell him that. You get what I'm saying? He had all this success uh, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Him and Bill Walsh pretty much uh, uh, built the West Coast offense. So how are you going to tell somebody who, who had that much success, hey, man, you got to switch it up? You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, the last time we had an offensive mind to coach, it was him, but – not the most, uh, 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 what what do you call? It? Not not the best guy to work with. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't really have all the analytics, but I looked into uh, Chris Peterson. He just uh, stepped down as a head coach for Washington, the Washington Huskies, and <laughs> that'll be the guy we hire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went and I kind of look. I, I I took a quick glance at him. <laughs> he seemed he would be a good fit for what I want. For what I want in the coach, so talk to me about. I'm it, not. Man. I'm not gonna lobby for him. I'm only throwing his name out there because if we do get him, I, I can like throw that in everybody's face. Listen, I I have a curveball here. I I don't believe we're in the running to get him. I don't even know if the guy's gonna leave his his current job. But what if? What if Lincoln Riley sold some interest in the Carolina Panthers? It's not happening. I, I didn't. I, I don't believe it's going to happen. But what I don't if? think so. He's only been in Oklahoma for three years. But what and if? If he leaves, it's going to be for the Cowboys. But yeah. what if? If, you, if, if he uh, does it. I have one question. Could you not be excited about Lincoln Riley and, and, and possibly working with Cam Newton next year? Would that, would that get you excited? Hold that thought. All we right. will come back to that in a few minutes, all right? But since we're talking about head coaches, I want to uh, shift gears and talk about a, another head coach in the NFL that we talked about a couple weeks ago, okay? All right. So we had a topic. We had a conversation about uh, Mike Tomlin. So we're done talking about the game? <laughs> so, no, hold on. I, I have a question. Okay, I have a question for you guys. I mean, good job. So I was listening to the radio on Thursday or Friday, and my neighbor so happened to call in, and – He's he actually works with the top cats, and so he he poses. How do you, how do you get that job? <laughs> well, you got to be fit. No. Like, oh, okay, so he works out. Counsel counsel me out. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, <laughs> cancel me out three times. But um, he says that Ron used to give the top cats pet pet talks. Everybody in the building was sad and everything like that. And he asked an important question. And the head coach. How much does the character matter, especially for the community of Charlotte? Right. Seeing as we've been a family-based organization. I, I was going to say real quick, whoever Tepper picks has got to be more than an X's and O's guy. Mm-hmm. Because the people, it's funny, coaches get fired in the NFL all the time. And never have I seen players from other teams that used to play for that coach 
come right. out and publicly speak about how much they love playing right. yeah, for that. Yeah, Even yeah. Josh Norman, who is riding the bench in, uh, who, in who Washington. Who is deteriorating in yes. Washington. Yeah. Had, you know, he was like, hey, you know, you know, Ron Rivera, uh, you know, everything that he meant to him. You just don't see that a lot. So whoever comes in as a coach, he's got to be more than just a guy who is good at coaching football. He, he's got to be, you know, a high character person like Ron Rivera was. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be important. Uh, that should be important to Tepper. I want to make one more quick point when it comes to that. I'll end up sorry for this. I mean, yeah, you're good. Go, go. The, the quick point I want to make is I find it interesting how Panthers fans and sports fans in this town in general, I don't want somebody who's going to be nice to the players because they all thought Ron Rivera was too nice to the players, I, which I don't believe one bit. But you get a guy like Jim Harbaugh, who is not a likable guy at all. at all, but who is a hell of a coach. I just wonder how that would work in the community of Charlotte. So, Well, as far as nice coaches go, there are coaches out there who seem to play the part as being like the... The players coach type guy. Now, what's the opposite of a players coach? Um, Bill Walsh. I'm, I'm, no, uh, George Seifert. Okay, so, <laughs> so meet in the middle, and you get Mike Tomlin. You get a Mike Tomlin. No, I, Mike Tomlin's not a players coach. I think he Where's is. Where's Antonio Brown? Where's Le'Veon, <laughs> Where's Le'Veon Bell? Bell? <laughs> but he allowed them to be the prima donnas that they were until that, they just worn out their work. Being, being a player's coach is more than just letting your players be who they want to be. I think being a player's coach is because there's more people on the team than just those guys. You have to – I was just saying, we never saw any drama like that here under a guy like Ron Vera. We never saw it under John Fox either. And we had Steve Smith. Right. So, we did see it in the dumb but so, I, I, I saw a broken eye socket in the in the article. Yeah, one. We, yeah, yeah, they, but they, it was quickly diffused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I seen Greg Harden beat the hell out of that girl. But and at the same well, time, that, but, that, but that that's different than prima donna letting yeah, yeah, letting, yeah, yeah, letting yeah, prima yeah, yeah. donnas come and essentially run your team. Right. Or or, or favoring a player. I think one of the one, one of the biggest. Uh, things I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the biggest mistakes they made was that they acquiesced so much to Ben Roethlisberger. Don't get me wrong, he's a Hall of Famer, but I think that that led to them losing two better players in Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. I think Antonio Brown is batshit crazy. Oh. I don't know, he is, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree with both of y'all's points. I agree with both of y'all's points. I know, I get But let's, let's, let's talk about Mike Tomlin. Okay, so we had a heated conversation a couple weeks ago about whether or not he's a legitimate coach or whether or not he's underrated. And Ronnie, I think you were in, in support of Mike Tomlin oh, yes. and, what, and what he's done. Yes. I was I was pretty critical. So right, right now, right now they're they're seven and five. And after we get done recording this part, they're probably gonna be eight, eight and five because they're playing the Arizona Cardinals. So with 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 all of those guys gone, where with Roethlisberger hurt right now, like let's 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 talk about it. like are we staying packed with where we were a couple weeks ago? I feel vindicated. He's this guy's an excellent coach, man. He 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 he's that guy. He's the leader of men. He's the true leader of men. We need someone like that here. He's only forty seven years old. I think age matters to Temple. I I I one one thing I think. I think Temple wants stability, long term. Right. I'm gonna ride it out with this coach, and we're gonna build something together. And so I feel vindicated. Like he he has taken the second and third string quarterbacks and won games. We thought they were dead in the water, stupid for trading for Minka Fitzpatrick. They look like freaking geniuses. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, um, 
I think I think the proof is in the pudding, man. Let, let's not forget he has had Mason Rudolph and whoever's behind him as his two quarterbacks to work with this season. After all this drama, after the, all this Antonio Brown crap, after all the injuries they suffer, because let's be truthful, there's a lot of the uh, Panthers faithful who've made so much of injuries and who who we've lost. Even me, I've said Kawan Short many times, but the Steelers they keep rolling, they keep winning. I mean, you know. So hold up, how much credit are we gonna give them for beating? Ah, <laughs> I got you, I got you. Let I mean, Jamal keep it. Yeah, I I'm, got it. Okay, I'm not, I don't even have to name the teams it, it, off. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Let, so, let, let Jamal keep going. Keep going. Right. No, no, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm listening. So, okay, I'm listening. so, I'm so, am I bad to steal your thunder? No, no you good. Okay. okay. Look, y'all, I was just about to say the AFC is trash. However, okay. what, what, but what matters more than anything? W's. Wins. Wins. W's. And I want to remind y'all of something. We did lose to the to West Mech Indians last week. So <laughs> and we lost to the Falcons twice. Twice. twice, twice and we twice. lost to Tampa week one. So. And, we, and, we, and we lost to the to, to, to the Rams, who are not even the playoffs. So, so wait, so if My, Mike no. Tomlin if Mike Tomlin with all these losses that he's had to players, if he is still finding a way to win, no matter who they're beating or losing to, whereas Carolina <laughs> is not, what is that saying about our organization? Our organization is in the reshuffling phase. They they have stability, they 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 they've built the program. They have an identity. Defense has always been when Pittsburgh has been good. They've always had a good defense. Look at T.J. Watt, leading candidate for defensive player of the year. Mika Fitzpatrick is killing it. He's also a leading candidate for dirtiest player of the decade. Okay, so real quick, because we got to move on in a little bit. So as far as as far as Pittsburgh go, they've beaten Cincinnati twice. They've beaten the Chargers. They've beaten the Dolphins. They beat in the Colts, the Rams, Cleveland, and they're probably going to beat the Cardinals today. That's pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Now, but, but these are the teams that they've lost to. These are the teams they've lost to. These are the teams they've lost to. New England, Seattle, San Fran, Baltimore, and then they got a loss to Cleveland as well. So, do you guys still stay where you? I do. I'm going to tell you why. They're, they're, they're doing exactly what they're supposed, supposed to, to do. do. They're losing to the teams they're supposed to lose to, and they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. That, it's that simple, man. So, yeah. So, if they're, if they're doing what they're supposed to do, hey, Charlotte Hornets, then do we do – we, <laughs> do, do, is he deserving of all his praise if he's just doing what he's supposed to do? Because also, keep in mind, with the teams that they're beating – you got Cleveland sitting at six and seven in the division, and you got Cincinnati sitting at a woe for one and twelve. So it's a weak division in addition to the teams that so nah, Baltimore. Yeah. Now, ba- Baltimore, Baltimore, they're, they're, they, they, they took Baltimore to overtime, lost in overtime. Yeah, and I think there's levels to us, man. There's nuance to it because one one thing I can't really comment on. It's not like I watch Pittsburgh every week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I, I would, I would. Much rather answer that question if I could see how prepared how they, they look right, on yeah. the field. Yeah. One thing y'all are not gonna argue with the Panthers is how unprepared we looked on the field the last yes. month. So yeah, well, they have it. At the end of the day, like you guys said, the they're the beating teams are supposed to be in spite of all the uh, injuries, in spite of the players that they've lost. Uh, speaking of losing players, there was a report that came out actually early this morning that, that said that the Carolina Panthers are actually <coughs> trade will actually entertain trade rumors for Cam Newton. So Jamal, initial thoughts on that? I find it laughable because um, it particularly said you know it, it basically uh, uh, made mention of wanting a significant return back. What kind of return are you going to get back from a a, a, a 
quarterback who has an injury history now, especially coming off the type of injury he is coming off from. What are you realistically expecting to get back from that? And compensatory third, right? And 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 the thing is, like I've made mention of the fact that if I'm the Panthers brass, I see exactly what's going on with that foot in the offseason before I even think about entertaining anything at that point. Let's see how healthy he is first. Okay, now if you don't believe he's gonna, if you if you don't believe he's gonna be the same old Cam Newton, and there's gonna be a significant drop off, you got to do your due diligence, man. I'm, if you're if you're in the mindset of David Tepper and you're going to do what's best for your long term future of the franchise, you have to entertain that. Yeah. However, however, I think this article that came out, this report came out, is pretty premature right now, man. The Panthers have 19 million reasons why to keep Cam Newton. <laughs> uh, the typical average quarter, starting quarterback is going for $30 million a year. Cam Newton, if healthy, is at a bargain deal for $19 million per year. But that's a big asterisk. That's a big asterisk. If healthy. If healthy. That's why That's why you have the offseason. You, you, you have at least until March, April to see where he's at. Right. Right. Use your draft capital to get a quarterback. But who? So 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 are you? Would you seriously? Would you seriously entertain drafting a quarterback in back-to-back drafts? Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, If if Will Will Greer couldn't beat out Kyle Allen for the second second quarterback spot, absolutely. When when, when it was basically given to him, I don't have confidence in that. As far as. As far as that goes, absolutely, because you you do what, regardless of what position you draft for, if you have something that's a sure shot, you go get the sure shot, man. Now, now with all these trade rumors and and with the Cal Island train kind of slowing down, but it's still there, has Cam Newton did anything to warrant these trade rumors, to warrant this conversation to begin with? Um. Not being totally forthcoming about his injuries, I'll say that because it obviously affected his play. His if his injuries don't affect his play, if there's no drop off in his play, we're not even talking about this today. So, if he, if I'm, I'm to the point where he's so polarizing. Even he just discloses injuries, people want him gone. Well, that's we never wanted him here. In the that's also with. true. I mean, I just got to be honest, man. Like. If it's time, it's time. I'm at peace with it. It is what it is. I won't be at peace with it. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, if if I wake up within the next six years and Cam Newton is not the starting quarterback, it is not because because like, I just like with with his body of work, like you you just made a case about Ron Rivera being the winningest coach in Panthers history. So we may have not done the right, the best thing. Cam Newton is the winningest quarterback in Panthers history. He he he. Most most passing yards, most rushing yards, most most touchdowns. Right. All, you know, um, he even has a better completion percentage than Jake Delhomme, and we know how this fan base feels about Jake Delhomme. <laughs> so so how can we justify these these trade rumors with Cam when we're when we literally ten minutes ago say you know I think maybe there, there is one thing that you could use to justify that. Never underestimate the relationship between a coach and the quarterback. And Cam Newton, for his entire career, has been tied to Ron Rivera. Right. Uh, Tom Brady, his whole career has been tied to Bill Bill Belichick, Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton, Drew Brees. So if you bring in a new coach 
He's want he he might want a new quarterback that he can build a rapport with and kind of mold, and then that is. And I kind of think that Tepper knows that. Yeah. Tepper looks and he sees. Well, how did Pittsburgh do it? Well, we do, we drafted Roethlisberger, and then we gave him a new coach, and then essentially, you know, that's the Pittsburgh they grew together, right? So it wouldn't surprise me if he thought, okay, you know what, we we can start. We're starting a new with a, a new with a new head coach. Maybe we need to give him a new quarterback as well. Not to say there's anything wrong with Cam Newton, but maybe just a new, fresh, new right? Head. Yeah, fresh start, fresh coach, fresh. See, if, if, if if I'm a coach and, and I like to play a certain way, so say I'm Lincoln Riley and I want more of a pro style quarterback, not a dual threat. Does Cam Newton really fit my system? Right. Is, right. Is, 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 well, yes, he has a shoulder injuries. Uh, I, one thing, one thing I'll say, because hey, and my bad for doing this, guys. We just got to keep okay. everything uh, rolling. Um, I think Green Bay has a new head coach right now, and uh, they're they're ten and three right now. Well, they, they got they, Dan Rogers. Well, yeah, they didn't get rid of their quarterback. Yeah, He's so. <laughs> but look, real quick before we close out this section, um, we got uh, Russell Wilson and the uh, ten and two, I believe, Seahawks coming into town next week. So, give me your thoughts on that. Forty-seven three Seahawks. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go forty-two sixteen. Uh, forty-two thirteen Seahawks. I don't even care about the score. I just want to see Will Greer at this point. That I just want I, I want to see Wilger and I want to see uh, Bonifin. That's it. I'm That's all you. I want to see. I'm with you. But I, but we know Wilger is not going to be good, especially against no, Seattle. No 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 no, so, no, 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 no. I don't want him because I think he's going to be good or whatnot. I want him because we spent the third round draft pick on the quarterback <laughs> and we haven't got to see him playing. play. And we're right. not we're not going to the playoffs. And and Kyle Allen probably just fumbled his luggage while on his way to the bus. I want to see what the backups can do. Tell us how you feel, man. I want to see what the backups can do, all right? Your comment has been intercepted. (laughs) But, hey, listen, y'all, we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we'll be right back, all right? All right, y'all, we're back. Uh, We're going to get into our lovable Hornets. I refuse to call them lovable losers. I'll let Roddy do that the next time he said it. (laughs) But um, let's talk about the Hornets and their their, their last week of basketball. They're actually playing the... the Atlanta Hawks right now as we record this podcast. But they they went one and two so far. They took a loss on Monday to Phoenix, 109 to 104. Boy, that was ugly. Oh, then they beat Golden State, 106-91, before losing to the Kyrie Irving West Brooklyn Nets. Expected. 111 to 104 on Friday. So guys, give me your initial thoughts on this on this past week of basketball. What I thought. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're your team. We're gonna give up leads. We're gonna come back, take a lead, lose leads. I'm I'm, I'm just impressed with the backcourt play of uh, Devonte Graham and Terry Rozier. Mm-hmm. Um, analytics aside, uh, Terry Rozier has been balling. Uh, what? Both both of these guys <laughs> have been leading the team, and I, I'm, I'm just I, I just want Miles Bridges to kind of show up consistently. Consistently is key word. <laughs> consistently is a key word. Yeah, and we. Some front court to help. Uh, so I wonder what Dwayne Deadman is doing. <laughs> <laughs> call Tyrus Jones. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> call DeAndre Jordan. I don't know. <laughs> um, Monday. Let's talk about Monday. That do we have to? Yes, yes, we have to. I yes. That. I, no, <laughs> we're gonna talk about this. Damn it! I, look, man, 
I am I am not overly critical of James Borrego. I like James Borrego. I think he's a good fit for this young core. However, these self-destructing, losing eight-point leads. Before you go into your rant, for the people who didn't watch on Monday, kind of explain what happened on Monday so they get a picture of why you are the way you are. We're up by seven with a minute, a minute, minute and a half, maybe, and we lose the lead again. This is the third time that something like that has happened this season. I don't give a damn how young and how quote unquote untalented your team is. It's unacceptable, and to me, it goes back to coaching. I'm not going on some overreactive rant saying get rid of the guy and he sucks and I don't like him, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing all that. I'm simply saying something needs to be fixed. If I am Mitch, I have a little sit down with JB and say, why is this particular thing happening so much? I don't mind the loss to the New Jersey Nets on Friday. I don't. Those are the kind of losses I don't mind. They're a better team. They have more talent. We just lost to a better team, okay? Golden State, it was what it was. They, they, poor Golden State, they have nothing to work with. God bless them. The joke, the joke's gonna be on all of us next year when oh, they get the number one be. pick. By be. the way, it will be. But you have a Phoenix Suns team who comes in struggling. You get what I'm saying? The table's out on them. I, we're supposed to win a game like that, especially when you're up by that many points with little that little time, and you basically gave them the game. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask everybody a question. Does this benefit us in the long run, just losing this game? No. Um, <laughs> ping pong balls? I don't, I don't. No, no, listen. I, let me tell you about the ping pong balls. Rodney, we, just, we just saw the Lakers last year get the number four pick, man. Come on now. Like, I, I, so, so basically, so you say if we lost one more game, we'd have got the number four pick. I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't think it I don't think it really helps us because even with the way that they're losing games, they're proving that they're they they, that they can still compete. And what's gonna happen to these games that they're losing right now, they're gonna be winning these games in a couple of months. And we're gonna we're still gonna be right there at that tenth. 25 to 30 win mark. I, I'm speaking into existence, and we're still going to sit there and we're still going to pick. But Vince, the ten. analytics said when you play back to back, there's a 28% chance <laughs> and a 37% tile that we're going to lose the game. Listen, so <laughs> real quick, I got a question. Wasn't this same thing happening under Clifford? The same Ooh. thing, the same exact I, thing. Was but, same. But, I, I remember but, but not these games. type of losses. Now, these type of losses were not happening. Come on, man. I got three words. The Miami game. Y'all right. know what game I'm yeah. talking about. Okay, that's once. That's that's <laughs> but, one time. But 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 it it happens we, enough to make me think that because the, the coach can only tell his much. guys in those situations, hey, you got to be alert. You got to – and in that Monday game, that was the Bulls game. That was the Zach Levine. No, uh, yeah, that was last week. That was oh, last, that was that another, was last another, week. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, there's two. There's so many. Yeah, you're getting there's, there's but, three that happened. But we now. always see the same breakdowns from yeah, the yeah, same yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, and it's. It, it, I mean, I don't know what else coach can do. I know what he can do. Well, there's that. But how about you draw up? A damn inbound play that's going to get the ball inbounds, they, they, number they one. They have to execute. 
execute. But dude, from the eye, from my eye test, when you lose like that three times in the season, it looks like you're not prepared at all. It, that, that's the way it looks. I don't know what JB saying in that huddle. I don't. Maybe he said all the right things, but as a fan from the outside looking in, it looks well, like Jamal you totally did not. Question. Yes. When you were 22, 23 years old, did you listen to everything somebody older told you? To of do? course I did. Look, <laughs> speaking of speaking of prepare, speaking of being prepared, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up another topic that we have, that we have beat this entire season. Okay, let's beat it again. So so Terry Rozier, high dead horse, high <laughs> career shooter. Wait, 30, 32, 33 percent. Yeah, 38, 38. 38. Oh, yeah, the stats don't matter. Going, going. Okay, come on. This season, he is shooting 44% uh, from the field. However, that, that must not be right. Either. However, the last three games that we're, we're talking about, Phoenix, Golden State, and Brooklyn, he has shot 56, 50, and 57% from the field. These are actually the only three games the entire season that he's shot above 50%. Right. So, anomaly or signs for the future it's signs for the future and i'm gonna tell you why uh not just because i said this because i said last week i think he is trending upwards okay um i'm gonna go back to our favorite guy ever mr kimball walker who was not a good shooter his first two seasons at in charlotte at all people teams would, would 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 go under screens every every chance they could and let him shoot the outside shot i I'm not saying Terry Rozier is going to be Kimba Walker. Let no, me be. Devontae Grammy is. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. But I just see the same upward trend that I saw with Kimba Walker back. It's, it's a guy that worked very hard on his shot in the offseason. I've seen plenty of video that proved that. And it's showing and proving in itself in these man, in, in these games lately. Man, those summer videos don't work, man. You, you see how Melo's played before. <laughs> I, I'll admit when when I saw the video of um, Terry Rozier shooting shots, I I got a little excited because it was like, oh my god, Terry Rozier is having such an intense workout. When I go look at the video and he just he just doing hook jump shots like. But was so listen, w- whatever the case is, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. obviously worked he on obviously that shot and it's obviously game. paying off right now. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So what you got, Rodney? Um, like I've been saying, the the, the consistency with the playing time. And I, I hate to say this, he's not a true point guard. He, which is fine. Which is fine. Which ain't really big deal. It, so basically, that, that that whole responsibility on his shoulders of running the complete offense might have been just a little bit too much for him too soon. And so Graham is more of a natural point guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, sets yeah. people up better and allows Terry to to, to move off the of screens and picks. And get open jump shots. Like his his catch and shoot percentages is very Ter- high. So Terry is turning it, into yeah. a very nice catch and shoot three point shooter. The the argument should no longer be two things. One, whether or not Terry Rozier is good. He's a good player. I I I, I don't think anybody can argue that. And the argument should no longer be whether he's worth his contract. I'm glad you said it. So I'm glad the you said argument that. should be: Is this sustainable long term? Right. This this particular two-guard setup mm-hmm. that yeah. we are running. And I think that's a fair question. I, I do think it's a fair question. I know we joke a lot in a Hornets group about the advanced analytics and, and, and whatnot, but I do think that that is a fair point. We, this is an unorthodox backcourt. Yeah. Even though we're shooting better than any other team in the leagues, which is amazing, but to have two undersized guys in your backcourt is a little bit unorthodox. So it just remains to see yeah, we, we be seen how effective it is. We got to get better at that uh, at that front court. Speaking of, 
<laughs> Everybody's lovable player, Mr. Nick Batum. Let me explain to you guys the the anomaly that producer. He is. Do you have blood pressure medicine available? <laughs> so I I went I went and looked up his stats uh, the other day to try to find some sort of correlation to the Hornets winning losses with his play, and they're literally all over the place. When he when he had when he plays only when he plays only eleven minutes a game, we sometimes win, we sometimes lose. When he plays 30 minutes a game, we sometimes win. We sometimes <laughs> like there is no discernible stat that you can relate to Nick Batum and say this is when we lose and this is when we win. Except Uh oh. The plus or minus. Oh boy. The the, the dreaded plus or minus. Da, da, da. So when Nick Batum has a net positive plus or minus, the Charlotte Hornets are four and two on the season. When he has a net negative Plus or minus, the Hornets are one and six, and I can't remember. I think it was like eleven games. In the eleven games that Nick Batum missed, the Hornets only went four and seven. So, with as much as we hate Nick Batum, what what comes to your mind when you hear those stats? Here's what comes to my mind, and it's it's the perfect culminate. It's it's the perfect explanation as to why Nick Batum is so frustrating. Because he has the tools. He has it. He's a skilled player, but he just doesn't bring it every night. That's it. All those stats you just threw out, that's the simple explanation right there. You get what I'm saying? When Nick Batum is aggressive, when he's actually making his shots, when he's actually looking to take his shots, it helps the Hornets. When he actually decides he wants to play defense and rebound, we win games. But it just doesn't happen Enough, and that is the frustrating uh, 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 story about Nick Batum and his salary. I know he got his ass with a lot of such. He's so he deep. What's the, what's the what's the French word? Laissez faire. Laissez yeah. faire. Like he's just like so. I'm tired of the French pastry. It's just like he's just like. Yeah, I think I'll play today. Uh, you miss it. Like it's 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 just so frustrating. Just just move on. And you know, and, and here's 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 the frustrating part. About Nick Batum. Uh, last week, on our pod last week, I said, I don't care if he goes 0 for 10. I would be happy that he's being aggressive and shooting the ball. That's how bad, that's how low the bar is right now. And I can't remember which game it was. I want to say it was the Phoenix game. That was a game he got hurt, right? Where right. he re-aggravated the, the, he finger. Re the thing. Right. He took I two shots. I hurt my fingers that game, too. <laughs> Five minutes. He took two shots that game. And none, neither of those shots were three points. They were both inside the three point line, and he, I think, one was a, was a drive, and he and he pulled up, and he hit both of them. And I'm like, this is what I'm asking for. If Nick just shoots the ball, he has the skill to hit. Let me uh, listen, man. I, I want to go back to something. I want to go back to a time where he first joined us, and it was right before he <laughs> he he got his money. What happened? I, I just want to know. What Nick Batum? If you can contact Under Construction and let us know, is it block us? I, is it mental? Is it physical? Because I I I specifically remember we used to run so many plays for Nick Batum coming off screens in the he was excellent in the screen and roll with Cody. He was so involved in our office and we were so much of a better team when he actually cared and when he was productive. And we have been asking for this Nick Batum back for like 
three years now. We're probably not ever going to get it again, man. I just want to know what happened, man. Yeah. I think think the pressure got to him. I mean, you're the highest paid player on your team, and – and you are highly sought after free agent, something that a lot of Hornets fans don't want to acknowledge. Yeah, right, but right. everybody wanted Nick Batum yeah, on their like team. Right. And, you know, he. I was Dallas, uh, I <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so he comes to the Hornets, and now you you make more money than the best player on your team. So, you know, he makes way, made way more money than Kimba. That's a lot of pressure. And I think that he just couldn't handle yeah, it. The pressure really got I, I think it, he's, he likes, he likes to be laissez-faire, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you can make it work. But in his case, it just, you know, it, it's like, dude, you get paid $25 million a skinny year. Boris you Dio. can't, you can't be, yes. Yeah, skinny Boris yeah, Dion. So I think that's all it was. Well, you know? yeah, well, We've seen that a lot from players. They no. get that. They get paid. They get that contract. Don't get me started on Boris Dion. Yeah. Man. Well, hopefully he decides to turn the corner at some point because you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna remain true to the belief that this team is a lot better than what predicted and maybe they can make some noise later on. But before we close it out, we got to do our weekly predictions. So the Hornets on Tuesday will be taking on the uh, Washington Wizards and then they turn around and play Brooklyn again Wednesday night before playing in Chicago, and then wrapped it up on Sunday versus the Pacers. So what do you guys got? One win. One win. Yeah. Who's the win? I played the Wizards. Bulls. The Bulls? Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to go with the Bulls because we won, what, 11 straight? So you kind of have to go with them. I'm going to go out there on the limb. You got five games this week. Are we including today? No, we're not including not today. Not including today? Nope. So you got four next week. Um. Uh, I, I'm 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 gonna put it out there. I'm gonna say three and one. Three and one, Rodney. If they go three and one next week, I will bring you lunch the next time that we record because I have been positive for like the last two or three weeks. That's why I'm yeah. not positive. And this they week. keep disappointing me. Well, so well, maybe it's my turn to be positive. I'm the good luck. Okay. Yeah. Well, and if that's the case, then I'm not being positive. We got some stuff because I'm only going with one win. Currently, yeah. we're down eleven to eight. To, uh, <laughs> The Atlanta Hawks in the first quarter. Kaza, predictions, man. Uh, I'm going to play it safe 2-2. Two and two. I think we get Brooklyn this time because I think Kyrie's going to be back and I think we win that with Kyrie Irving on the court. Hey, I'm just being serious. I saw. I saw. Yeah, I and uh, I think we get Chicago. I think the Zach Levine shot is going to – everyone's no one's going to forget that. So I think we, we get those two. Yeah, and my bad because uh, when, when Jamal gave a prediction for that he think we would be Chicago – Oh, um, I actually said that we've beat them 11 times and we haven't beaten them 11 times. I was actually thinking about Detroit. Detroit. So okay. for all of you listening on YouTube that are always coming with your corrections, I got you this time. All right. <laughs> but uh, real quick, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with our um, culture, our shout outs. And then we'll see you in a few. And we're back. All right, welcome back, y'all. We are going to wrap this up with our culture segment. So another topic that we've been discussing a lot over these last couple of months is soccer versus baseball. I think, Rodney, I think you prefer to get a baseball team here over the soccer team. That was me. That was me. I was indifferent. He was a little bit indifferent? No, that, that was, I was, I'm totally more MLB than. Well, sorry to hear that, Damn but um, news came out this week that Charlotte will be the next city to get a major league soccer team. So, give me initial thoughts on that, Rodney. Um, extortion. <laughs> extortion. Wow. Whoa. Let me explain. Wow. So, what's going to happen on December the seventeenth 
is is the day that they plan to make the official announcement. That's the day after my birthday, y'all. Just throwing it out there. Cash out Vince Dunlap. Mine is the 12. <laughs> and you can hit me up on Facebook and I'll send you my wife's cash out because I don't believe in that electronic <laughs> stuff. Um, so, it's all pending the city council giving them $100 million to retrofit a soccer stadium, the, the, the soccer-specific things within Bank of America Stadium. And uh, Tampa has been kind of publicly talking about a stadium on the Piper Foundry land, and that's going to be a billion dollars. So we're going to pay a hundred million dollars to taxpayers. It's, it's coming from the tourism fund. Okay, cool. So we're going to pay a hundred million dollars to update the stadium, and then five years from now, <laughs> we're going to be asked to give six, seven hundred million dollars to a billionaire. The richest owner in the NFL. By far. By far for a new stadium. Via indoor. I mean, albeit it's indoor. But, I, I, Tampa, you can build it yourself, man. I, at, at this point, man, now, you're, you're leaking us. Now, what, 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 will, what will be the uh, return on investment for the city? Have you seen anything of that nature? I mean, a lot of people that I know say there's no real return. Other than civic pride, but I don't believe that. I mean, I, I just don't I mean, you, you, that. you get a, a couple extra concerts, you get a nice Beyonce concert every now and then. Get your Garth Brooks. Uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, I, I I would imagine that if I'm shelling out all this money for a new stadium, a new team, there has to be something something coming back the other so, way. So let me ask you a question. So if if, if you're if you're somebody. That lives in Charlotte. You're a millionaire. You, you obviously pay more taxes, so you don't care for sports at all. You don't. You're not particularly into music. You're into Beethoven and all classical music. So how does a soccer team, a football team, and Beyonce and Elton John? How do they benefit you? That's that's a, that's an honest question. Um, well, to be fair though, nothing benefits anyone directly from a monetary standpoint. It's just one of those things. We all want our city to be on the map. We all want Charlotte to be a world-class city. And this is how you get there by adding professional sports teams, because it, lest we forget the city, we didn't even want the Charlotte Bobcats to come back. We, we voted uh, Time Warner arena down and the city knew better. The city said, you know what? It's probably a good idea for us to have a professional basketball team in Charlotte again, and they went ahead and approved building the stadium. So it's just one of those things. It's like uh, for those of you working in corporate America, you know what a CapEx is, capital expenditure. That's what it is, capital expenditure. You got to spend that money so that over the long term you bring better recognition to your city. And I think that's what this is important. Me, I'm, I'm kind of with Jamal. I'd rather have a major league baseball team just because, you know, that's one of the, the four majors. Uh, MLS is not quite there yet, but having said that, uh, we know that Charlotte teams will come support it because it's new and shiny. Right. Uh, you know, we have the demographics here to support it. Right. Um, you know, from what I understand, our our soccer infrastructure isn't as good as like Raleigh's, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's just it's that's just what I've heard. It's but true. but at the same time, we offer other things in economic and logistical infrastructure that Raleigh cannot. And that's big. MLS is looking at that. So um, I I think that's important for people to know. I agree with Rodney's point that, dude, you're a millionaire. Come on, you can pay for this. But at the same time, why would he? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, um, 
Ronnie, let me ask you a question. Talk to me. What does every person who has a billion dollars want? <laughs> Something for free. Two billion dollars. Another billion dollars. Another billion dollars, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I get your point about extortion, but, man, I, I, I don't have any faith in, quote-unquote, trickle-down economics, so to speak. So, I don't... I don't it's not like I was ever expecting like um, civilians, so to speak, to really benefit from this financially. Um, but as far as the new shiny toy coming to Charlotte, it's cool. It's exciting. I'm going to try to go check out a few games. I'm not a hardcore soccer guy, but anything. Any, <laughs> and there's soccer matches, by the way, not games. Oh, okay. That matches. lets you know how much I care. Um, <laughs> it's two halves, 45 minutes apiece. Yeah, yeah, run the clock. No, but, but, like, but like, like Kaz alluded to, man, anything that, that can raise the profile of Charlotte, I'm, I'm all for it, man. I, I just wish. I, I just wish that one day that we would add something that would change around the the horrible economic mobility of brown folks in this city. But now, I'm kind of glad you leaned into that because I wanted to ask you guys as far as location. Um, I know that BOA, Bank of America Stadium, will be initially where they play at. But there's been a lot of conversation that um, the stadium may be built at the old Eastland Mall area. So if I think that is the dope. That well, would be no, awesome. Well, actually, I think that would be dope, man. Actually, actually, the the, the 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 headquarters for the soccer team will be built there, like the the corporate offices. Okay. But but they will continue to play uptown, whether it be the the new arena or be away. Yeah. If they but play. still, even even just the headquarters in that area of town would be, be a great economic boom because you're gonna put all those jobs there. Those people are gonna want to go shop and eat. You're going to build that commerce up there. I think that's a great idea. Especially, Make Eastland great again. Not because, yes. Especially because it's been such an eyesore the last yeah, 15 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, agreed, so, yeah, yeah. So I, let me ask you guys this then. If that's the case, if you only put the headquarters in Eastland Mall and you play at Bank of America Stadium, does the soccer team stay in Bank of America Stadium when the Panthers move down to the state border? <laughs> They're not hoop like like like. Tampa. No, they'll just tear that down. <laughs> right, right. Like 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 like. Soccer the, the the soccer stadiums prefer a downtown location. That's what they all prefer. So Temper has even said he he's, he's talked about the pipe and foundry land across the street from BOA. That, that that's that's already done. Like if he's talking about it. He has the, the definitely cachet got the cachet and the cash to get the it cash, done. Cachet pool, it's done. Like the the, the uh, city actually bought the land from Piper Foundry, so that's city-owned land. And so basically, when 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 in, in, in five six years when he comes begging for a new stadium, so basically, I honestly believe the state is going to give him money, <laughs> the city of Charlotte, the county, and he might chip in three hundred million and so get a stadium. So. Leave all the logistics and the economics aside. Where would you like to see the uh, soccer the soccer uh, stadium? Eastland Mall. Eastland Mall. Yeah. Yep. Eastland. I would say North Charlotte. Like okay. Eastland Mall. Eastland. It's more. Yeah. 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 I, I, I would say like honestly, I would say like where where uh, tear down some more uh, North Lake is. Nah, no, but. East Charlotte has a better demographic Thank for you. soccer. For it, soccer. It just does. Yeah, yeah. You have a, a large Latino population. Too. Latino. Yeah. Well, but not not like not like East Charlotte. You you, yeah. you play there 
And then you're just gonna really boost that economy in that that demographic a lot there. So that's that's why. Yeah. And and here's here's the one thing that I'm a little sketch about this entire situation. If you move the soccer stadium or if you bring the soccer team to East Lamar, it's gonna be awesome because of the Hispanic population that they do have over there. But the one thing that 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 is inevitable will be gentrification. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. It, and and that and and. But we, who's to say that's not coming anyway, man? I don't. But I don't think it would be as impactful. As fast, it won't. As fast, it won't be as fast. As fast. Right, if right, you right. bring a soccer stadium there, like you'll see a lot of people moving in, and there's gonna be a lot of people moving out. No, no, no. there'll be a lot of people getting pushed, pushed out. Getting pushed out. <laughs> exactly. People so that's living in Monroe now. <laughs> right. In Annapolis County. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no offense. <laughs> Annapolis. Oh man. But all right, y'all. So we're gonna wrap this up with our uh, shout out. So Jamal, I'm gonna let you go first. I don't. Do I have anybody to shout out this you, week? You can say man, no. You, you know everybody, you, man. You, you can say no out. because I think me and uh, Rodney got some heat for for our shout out. Oh outs. well, no. I'm, I I do have someone to shout out. I'm gonna keep mine very very short and very simple. Uh, yesterday would have been my mother's 69th birthday. She'd mm-hmm. kill me for saying the age, but happy birthday, mommy. Love you. Keep it at that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, so I got a shout out and a shout at. Okay, so my first shout out will go to uh, Miss Pinky Cole. And a lot of you guys know who she is, but um, you know her by the owner of the Slutty Vegan. Okay. okay. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your mind out the gutter. Get your mind out the gutter. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So, so. Miss Cole, owner of the Slutty Vegan, uh, she vowed to uh, pay off the tuition for. 30 seniors who will be graduating oh, this year from Clark Atlanta University. Down in Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to give her a shout out about that. Okay, so good That's stuff so, on that. So my shout at goes to a Mr. Ronnie Richardson. Oh, oh! <laughs> so you guys, hey, we're all friends. We're all on social media. We see each other's stuff that we post <laughs> on social media. And on Thursday, I don't know what happened, but Rodney, no, no, I know what happened. Jay-Z released his discography on no, I, Spotify. No, Spotify. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Let me no, have this. This disclaimer, <laughs> Jay-Z is a goat to me. Okay, okay. That is more than that is more than five. <laughs> Rodney updated his stats. And he made three statements. And here's what Rodney said. He said, one, the Jay-Z, Jay-Z was horrible on the hop remix. I actually don't even know what the hot remix is. Juvenile. Oh, ju- okay. I, with that new band. Oh, I never even heard of that. I didn't know he did a hot remix. Yeah, okay, see, cool. See, that's how bad it was. Secondly, he said that Kendra Lamar was terrible on the Mask Off remix. And third, he said Pimp C washed Jay-Z and Bud on Big Pippin and Jigga should be eternally grateful to UGK for blessing him. I actually agree with that. I actually agree with number three. But we got to go back to this number two. Rodney, how dare you disrespect the great Kendrick Lamar? Actually, actually, I got to reverse. I agree with Kendrick Lamar and the Mask Off remix. And I I disagree with Big Pimpin'. Kendrick Lamar's verse on the remix is the only reason I'm able to tolerate that song. 
Hey, he shouldn't even got on the song. How do you say he shouldn't how, have got on the song? What was so terrible about it? He, he does not fit. That, him and Future should not make music together. I agree with that. I, 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 I agree with that. They should not make music. I, I like both of them independently. They should not make <laughs> I music. Agree that, with that song I was agree with awesome, that. man. I how how do you and 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 on the day that Jay Z releases his music, how do you even think to talk about Kendrick? Like, wh- how do you connect? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Vince. Because because I, I I saw an argument on Twitter. Somebody said Jay Z has the greatest solo hip hop discography ever, and I'm like, huh? And I'm like, and, and and my man Fonte was like, Scarface would like a word with you, which is true. No, I, think, I, this, I go ahead. No, go ahead. I I I, I think Kendrick has a, a great solo discography, and also think Kanye, despite all his troubles, I, I has a great yeah. solo discography, and Ghostface and a couple other people. I'm like. So I'm like, oh, Jay Z released the discography. I listened to Jay Z in December fourth. I listened to UGK. That's that's the day Pimp, Pimp died. And I'm like, let me tell some truth. Don't do that. No, the people need to hear this. The <laughs> people need to hear this. We'll go, Rodney. Go, go Jamal. What you got? What you no, got? No, no, you want to finish, right? Okay. So the reason why I said that he should be eternally grateful to UGK, a lot of people were not listening. to I agree with that. I agree with that. UGK opened the door for the South. UGK and Juvenile opened the door to a lot of people to be exposed to I'll just say this. There's a reason that was Jay-Z's song featuring UGK. <laughs> all that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, and I love I, I love UGK. I got I, I still got the CDs with the cases in the back. I, I real love, quick caveat. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with the boomerang function on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. That UGK and that that video started boomerang. Go back and watch that and you So like I, I I don't know if they've tried to talk to Mark Zuckerberg, but I think they should be trying to get a little bit more. Um, and, and then and then on top of that, on top of that, on top of that, Jay-Z, I went to a Jay-Z concert. Jay that 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 Pepsi verse was so dope. Jay-Z stopped the music and rapped the whole verse himself and the crowd was bouncing with it. Like Pimpsey um, was Pimpsey watched him on the video. I thought I thought Bum verse was better, actually. Vince, Vince, I have something to share with oh, you. All right, Jamal, what you got? You did this to yourself. And I'm gonna tell you what I mean by that. So our brother Rodney Richardson. Hey. On an unrelated note, Rodney Richardson is the same dude that said eight ball and MJG <laughs> <coughs> has a better catalog than Mob Deep. They do, and Mob Deep is boring. I, I, I would yeah, die I, on that hill. Hey, yeah, you, and, you did. Then and, 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 I would die on that hill. And after he said that, I said, "I am no longer talking about hip hop with <laughs> Rodney Richardson ever again." This is your fault. You did this to yourself, man. I would die on that hill. I don't care. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have to adjust dead, this one. Dead, 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 dead. And right. I'm not, I don't even consider myself a hip hop, a hip hop head like that. I got into the game. Crazy and and, 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 and the right, I think Prodigy was a dope rapper by himself. I, I think I'm not. I'm not really even listening. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm waiting for a shout out. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not, I refuse. So, so, I refuse so, to do so, this. So, today. so, 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 these haters close their ears because they're 40 plus. I'm, I'm not 39 doing and 39 and I'm not doing plus one. So they close their ears. So I'm going to give to my shout out, which means we've been listening to hip hop a lot longer. <laughs> Go ahead. You're like five years older than me. Come on. Go ahead. Man. <laughs> so I'm going to give a shout out to John McKissick from uh, Somerville. Uh, he recently passed away at the age of 93 or 94. Uh, he's the most, he's the winningest coach at any level of football ever. He's, he was 621 and 155 and 13. 
He won 10 state championships at Somerville and won the region 37 times. Wow. He passed wow. away. Uh, uh, my condolences to your family. Uh, and then also I want to give a shout out to Clemson. Of course. We're the, the most, most disrespected, disrespected champion national champions ever. We, we we destroyed Virginia. The two, well, that was expected. The that 2013 expected. Florida State Seminoles would like a word with you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Look, we won the fifth straight ACC title. We are we own the ACC. That is our conference. We would like some more competition. I'm just giving that. I'm just giving that out to, to all the other schools. Uh, I want to see North Carolina, Virginia Tech succeed next year because I would like a more interesting game. Oh, okay. Well, and I finally. T- Florida State doesn't matter. And finally, here's my shout-out. Enjoy while last, sir. Oh, I am. I'm soaking it in. This is my shout-out. My shout-at. So, I was scrolling on Facebook a few days ago, and somebody said, you guys share your shit too much. Ooh. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. And so, let me stand up for this one. Blind side. And so, I'm like, okay, cool. So, me as a black man, I, sh- I promote my stuff. We promote our stuff because ain't nobody going to promote the shit for us. We struggle to get sponsors. We struggle to get viewership. We struggle to get everything. We work double as hard to get what we have now. I'm not apologizing for nothing. I'm going to share the hell out of our shit. Absolutely. Damn right. Yep. And so, screw you if you don't like it. <laughs> Keep scrolling. Plain and simple. Screw you if you don't like it. I'm going to continue to share our stuff. Uh, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you you've you've been in a in in a in a big market and heard of an African American voice that was not an ex player? I agree. I'll wait for it. I agree. Our voices matter too, goddammit. There you go. And that's all I got to say. Cause you have any shout outs, brother? Um I, this is gonna this is a silly shout out. But I wanna shout out Warner Herzog, the actor, for convincing Disney to use a puppet for Baby Yoda. Instead of CGI, <laughs> that was actually they actually were going to replace the the stand-in puppet that they had on the set with some crappy CGI, and he apparently refu- he's like, I'm not gonna do this anymore if you guys get rid of the puppet. And shout at for Disney for not realizing apparently they thought they didn't think Baby Yoda was gonna be that popular, so there are no toys for Christmas. If you order any now, they won't come till February. Wow. So Disney missed a big opportunity to swim in oceans of cocaine for the next <laughs> few years <laughs> by, you know, not. How could I don't understand? So, it. but okay, now off topic, and and I know our shout outs is like going in like all different directions. It's all good. Cool. <laughs> the Mandalorian is a dope show. If you have not watched The Mandalorian, yeah. go play I think it's the best Star Wars go property in a long and, time. Yep. And I'm not even a fan of Star Wars. I know for a fact that I'm watching this show and I am missing out on Issa Eggs because I'm not that much of a fan. However, how is it that Baby Yoda is so... Like, I get it. I've not, seen the memes like, and everything now. Like, uh, I don't, you know what? So, well, anything Baby. We look at Baby Groot a few years ago yeah, yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. like the new thing. So you take an iconic character like Master Yoda, and then you just make him a cute little baby. And you make him three hundred million years younger. Y'all, yeah, exactly. And I, I just, I just thought of a shout out and a shout at. I want to do. I want to shout out the baby for the SNL performance. And oh I, yeah. And I have a shout at at y'all. Let's wrap this up so I can go watch the Hornets game, please. <laughs> God, y'all. Well, thank you guys for watching. We're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> And we're going to promote our shit, right. goddammit. Yes. 
all day. And well, thank thank you for everybody who actually does support us and shares our stuff and, yes. and gives us props and Absolutely. gives us constructive feedback and has supported us from day one. Shout out to y'all and the hell with the haters. Peace. And we'll see y'all next week on that note. Y'all Much keep love. pounding all fly. Whatever. Yeah. All, the, all the other slogans too. Yeah. Go Tigers! <laughs> Bunch of jerks. <laughs>